everybody. This is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, we get ready for Christmas with our last minute holiday gift guide. Panic gift guide. Don't panic. We're here for you on Pop Mom. We've got some terrible gift ideas for you. That's coming up later in the show. First, let's welcome Mom in. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Leo just celebrated his seventh birthday, as you know. Uh, and uh, I was a little teary-eyed on the morning of the day because I don't know what it was about seven, but it just felt big to me. I and agree. I just I want my little boy to be a little boy forever, but you can't have it that way. That's right. I saw a picture and a took of him and his friend, and I just thought, "Where's my Where's my baby?" Because Daddy yeah. and I always say, uh, "Did you talk to the babies? Did you talk?" You know, and I always yeah. call them babies, and uh, he looks like a little boy now. So, and that yeah. that that window, uh, I will warn you, is very fleeting. This yeah. little boy thing, and bam, pretty soon it's all teenagery stuff, and and you are not the god that you think you are, and it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about it, Mom, to be frank. I think um, I think this is a challenge for every parent of every generation, but um, it's just it's not the same world that I grew up in, and I'm daunted by the task of guiding my children through it. Um, it just seems like a crazier and uh, more menacing world around them. In terms of the phones and the social media and um, other assorted madness uh, that comes with that stuff, I just think that the culture is crazy. And I, um, you don't have to tell me, I guess, because I'm bracing myself for their, for their growing up. I'll, well, I'm going to do my you, best. I'll tell you two things. Uh, when old uh, Sparkle Toes turns her little face towards you and gives you one of those gleaming Hollywood daddy you are the mostest enjoy that very much I saw I saw Eve give you one the other day while we were chatting and um, it it's it's like a diamond in the sky and I thought you know, I want to tell him to be sure to soak those up because pretty soon you'll be a dinosaur just like me. Yeah. Well, I'm on my way already with her. She She's... can have her... Uh... <laughs> so, and the other thing is you should talk to Anna about things like uh, when she comes home after she sees that first little girl with pierced ears uh, <laughs> and, and the push starts for when might we... <laughs> even consider this or under what circumstances and you know just be prepared for hard mm -hmm. to do but because heaven knows what craze is going to come along but there you go yeah yeah um my only consolation is that every parent is going through, yes um and nobody feels confident <laughs> so, is that so i feel like uh, 
I feel like there are some people who feel very confident in their, um, you know, I think kind of wacky ideas about how children should be taught or brought up these days. They seem almost deranged in their confidence, in fact, which I find uh, intimidating. Oh, that's a defense. That's just a defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Don't question me. Yeah, because anybody that really thinks that isn't thinking about it enough. Because every move you make, you think, uh, is this the right thing? You know, at yeah. one point, as you know, we went through, um, should my children be getting a religious education? Mm. And, you know, we sort of went through that, as you know. Um in the end, we stopped for whatever reasons. Uh, I think you stopped first, and then it... I don't yeah, know. I stopped first. The blocks just tumbled, and, uh, you know, pick your pick your battles. There's, there's bigger battles ahead. Well, I feel like you'd want to give us a religious... You know, we, I went to Sunday school for a couple of years, right? And we went to church, and then I said I wasn't going anymore. I think I was in, like, sixth grade or so. Um, and you didn't give me any static about that, because I think you wanted me to have a moral compass, and I think I did. Definitely. Right? Like, yeah. Definitely. And I think if religion is an important part of your life, you'll find it on your own terms when you really know what the heck it is before... Before, like me, where all these things are implanted while you're still uh, moldable and, you know, able to be terrorized by all the vitriol that uh, the Catholic Church could cram in your poor, <laughs> your poor soft little brain, um, you know, yeah. that years of therapy don't, don't even dig out, so... I think there's a well. Thanks for steering me clear of all that. <laughs> but again, if you wanted to explore that as an adult, I I think a lot of it is fascinating. I personally don't feel that. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, trying not I... to alienate anyone here, but no, I don't think anybody's going to object. Um, I. I feel it more than I used to, and I feel stupid saying that because I don't go to church or anything, um, but um, I would often find myself at night um, lying awake worrying about the kids crossing the street, or um, crossing the street is a big one for me. I just worry about them getting hit by a car. I just I find it kind of crazy that we live our modern life in such um, close proximity to these um, machines that can destroy you, and they just are whizzing down the road, and uh, it... I just have trouble with it. And every night I would lie there and be afraid for the kids, whether it was crossing the street or something else um, that I wanted to protect them from. And um, one night, uh, for whatever reason, I decided instead of lying there being afraid, I would be thankful that we've reached the end of the day and they are safe in their bed sleeping. I would just think about that they're, um, that they're safe right now. Um, as I was thinking about that, and I decided to be thankful for the day, and just, you know, in my mind, 
um, not only express some gratitude, but also some humility. They're so precious to me, and uh, I'm so in awe of how precious they are and how much I love them, how terrible it would be for something to happen to them. Um, I found... Uh, I found peace from being humble and expressing my gratitude to whatever force, uh, you know, whatever creative force is out there that um, has made the universe go. And I think through that practice, I've come to understand why people pray at the end of the day or why they pray in church uh, and why they you know, what we're talking about when we think about the Holy Spirit um, and talking to God and all that. I do feel like I understand it better than when I was used to because I needed uh, I needed some uh, conversation partner in my head to say, thank you for this, and I recognize, I like, let me express my gratitude because I recognize how great it is and how small I am in the face of all of it. So, you know, I'm not religious, and I don't want to say, like, oh, I'm spiritual, like like people say, but I'll just say that as an adult, I understand it better, um, needing to commune with some force greater than yourself. And I always felt that people found solace in that because— it's easier to say, this is out of my hands. Someone else is in charge. I can't do anything about this. But somebody's watching over this. That's always what I thought it was. Hmm. So that was a that little... That doesn't really describe it to me. Well, that's a little lie I told myself, so... <laughs> you're, you're still I, at... Yeah, I understand that, yeah, too. You're still at, thanks, thanks universe... Uh, you know, I'm just older than you. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not conceding my free will uh, quite yet, but okay. uh, expressing some gratitude. Um, Ma, you wanted to talk about cats. We're grateful for our cats, cats. too. Cats, yes, we are grateful for our cats. But I did, I did want to say that we had a tough week last week. We had to say goodbye to one of uh, Merrick's kitty cats, mm -hmm. Tucker. This is my older brother who uh, yeah. has had two gray cats um, that had the most unusual barking meow, I guess. Uh, and we had to say goodbye to Tucker last week, and it was very tough, um, but he was very loved. And, you know, he's, he's still being mourned, and he was a good kitty cat. And I think losing a pet is one of the most traumatic things you can go through. Our toast was sick of what a month or two months ago. Mm -hmm. And Your cat toast. You yeah. know, they were saying, um, you know, this might be it and, you know, okay, so crying and, you know, loving, which he doesn't really like. Um, it's hard to express <laughs> your love to somebody that loves you on his terms but that wants no part of your terms anyway now he's back to being very healthy and uh, he's back to driving us nuts and i think how how what a transition you know we went from just taking him for granted to valuing him so much to now just being so irritated with him again uh, <laughs> because 
you know, he sometimes, if you bring something into the house, uh, he might not use the litter box and instead will destroy what you've brought into the house if he doesn't like the way it smells. And he's very military about what time I have to go to bed and what time I get up. Very militant. 7.30, disgusting. And he'll bite my hair and bite my face and bite my arm. So it's interesting to see how you transition all these feelings for a cat. Yeah. No matter how annoying they are, you come to associate them with an era of your life. You know, they they become an era in themselves. I think in our cats, who are getting on in years, um, Soupy and Nipsey, they we got them when we moved to Brooklyn, which seems like a lifetime ago. All of that, you know, when I think about those cats, all of that is wrapped up in them. You know, not every time I think about them, of course, but... Um, when I think about them dying, I guess, which, uh, you know, when you go to the vet and they tell you these numbers are this and this could be that, you know, there's always some specter of death hanging over the cats once they pass like 10 years old. Um, so you have to consider their mortality a number of times, I think, uh, often for pet owners before they go. And I just think of um, just a whole era of life comes wrapped up in these uh, in these little creatures in our minds. Um, and no before matter children, how, they were they were your first children. Before right? children, that's the yeah, that's um, and you'll never get that back, right? Um, you'll so yeah, that's all um, that's all tied up in these in these little animals who just go about their lives. Uh, you know, they can be a pain in the butt, but they are pretty. I mean, cats especially, they're pretty low maintenance. Um, so they, they, they just be there for so long. It's such a shock when you start to think about them not being there. I don't know. Maybe that's it's so obvious as to be a banal observation. But um, the other yeah, thing, I get the it. Other thing and I'm I, feeling for Merrick. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Very much so. But the other thing that's that, that uh, you know, we live in an older house. Uh, very older house, and uh, sometimes you catch things out the corner, out of the corner of your eye, that you <laughs> say, "What the heck was?" And I can always now just say, "Oh, I think it was the cat. It must have been the cat. He must have." So, <laughs> so I do dread that day yeah. when it, it's a real person ghost in here and not the cat. Oh. <laughs> You, I thought you meant the house is old, so it's got lots of mice and whatever. No, there, no more I mice know. now. I clogged up all the holes with that Brillo pad stuff. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and there's no more mice. But ghosts but still. Always ghosts. Always ghosts. <laughs> so, um, I, But now I can just say it's the cat. Because sometimes yeah. it is the cat. So. Yeah. Well, we... Um, we, for the longest time at our Brooklyn apartment, um, uh, it would be late in the evening, and uh, I'd hear a noise, and I'd like, huh, huh, huh. And I'd say to Anna, or she'd say to me, oh, the downstairs neighbors are at it again. Like, we thought they were just always having this intense, loud moaning sex for months. Mom, we thought this was going on. 
And then one day, while it was happening, I walked over near the scratching post where Soupy was sleeping, and I realized that it was his snoring that sounded <laughs> like that. And his snoring can sound like we... I've mistaken it for the kids. I've mistaken it for a dog barking outside. He's like a ventriloquist almost. He can wow. magically transform his air coming in and out of his nose into all sorts of different... That you think, what is that? Um, so uh, he is like a haunted house in himself. I feel a little bad for our downstairs neighbors of the Brooklyn apartment who we just, I mean, well, I never just, knew, of course. You pictured them having a great time. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't judging them. I was proud of them. But um, it turns out that maybe their sex life was not so torrid as I thought it was. Did it make you feel inferior? <laughs> you no, don't have never. to answer that because, you know, I am your mom, so. No. Okay. Everyone's inferior to me. <laughs> All right. Again. I am your mom. You asked. I did. Before we get into our gift guide, okay. I have a gift-related question for you. We have relatives. I won't name them, even though this isn't so bad. Um, they sent us uh, gifts, and they sent us gifts via Amazon. Fine. So does everybody this time of year. But they said, oh, we sent you some presents. Don't open them until Christmas, though. Well, but they come in these cardboard boxes, and I hate having cardboard boxes lying around the house especially because they always are there's just always brown boxes and i hate looking at them so i opened the boxes and i put them under you know i put the thing under the tree but and i also thought like maybe i should wrap it myself so it'll look nice oh. um and then i just i couldn't bring myself to wrap my own present um to up unwrap a couple of weeks later mom where do you stand on this well i understand the sending it off uh, with, you know, in the box and don't open it till Christmas. I, I get that. But I also get it's it's not very festive. My grandmother used to send a box uh, when we were kids and every gift in it was wrapped. And yep. every one of them was interesting and, you know, shakable and much touched before Christmas. Um, so I get the beauty of a wrapped gift i think i think once it leaves your hands and it goes on to the next home you can't there's no instructions for that once it gets to your front door <laughs> it's yours you could set fire to it you can uh make a big hey here's a little pre-christmas because let's face it christmas is overwhelming you know, yeah. what? what's wrong with, hey, here's a box, we're going to open it, it's Christmas. You know, that could be a, a sort of a tradition. And and if it's toys and games, then you could play it right up till Christmas. Or <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, what, what yeah. there's such gravitas on this one magnificent day is stressful, I think. Well, I think that's important for the kids, but it's less important for them. And these were grown-up gifts, I should also add. If, um, oh. if they were gifts for the kids, I would have I would have gotten them out and wrapped them and put them under the tree for them. But they were gifts for the adults. Um, and inside one of them was a beautiful box of wine glasses that I just put under the tree, and it looks pretty under really there anyway. Elegant, so yeah. problem solved. 
Okay, here we go. It's the first annual Pop Mom Last Minute Panic Gift Guide. Now, this is not your fancy gift guide, all right? This is not your coffees of the world, your artisanal spoon rest, you know, New York Times, what have you, all right? This is, if you're listening to this podcast while you're driving on the way to see your family and you have forgotten to get someone a gift, we're here for you. Um, with some absolute panic last-minute gifts. Mom, are you ready? How many have you got on your list? You said three, so I did do three, and I left the one I know you're going to use. I didn't use that one. Oh, oh okay. I feel did, like I really I... know what one of yours is going to be. But wow, when, okay. But when we first started this, I was thinking our drugstore. Oh, good, yeah. Which was... You know, can be candles, nice candy, socks, underwear, PJs, mm. books, uh, just about anything, because that's our drugstore. But then we clarified things uh, on Saturday to be more like the gas station. And I think I came up with some good things. Okay, good. Well, uh, and I'll fill in some background. I don't remember what Christmas this was. It was many years ago. But my cousin, Justin, who I haven't spoken to in years, not by choice. Um, I've made an effort, but he has, in the Morecambe tradition, estranged himself. Well, he's um, not talking to us, so you're Well, probably... he doesn't talk to—I'm not. I've reached out to him. But anyway, okay. Um, we don't need to air all the family dirty laundry. But <laughs> one year— one year, my cousin, Justin, showed up for Christmas um, and just had the weirdest— gifts for everyone. I remember distinctly that I got a DVD copy of the Kevin Spacey light sci-fi movie K-Pax. Um, do you remember that one, Ma? No. K-Pax? <laughs> no. Neither do I. I never watched it, but I do distinctly remember getting the DVD and thinking, what the hell is going on? And then eventually we figured out that Justin didn't realize anybody would be getting presents for him. And when he found out there were presents for him under the tree, he pulled over at the old Jiffy Mart there on Route 11 and got everybody a quickie present. So this is sort of dedicated to Justin. And yeah, over the weekend, I did tell mom, think gas station. And that's the last minute panic we're talking about here. All right, Mom, give me one. What have you come up with? I've got mine, but you start us off. All right. Well, the first one is uh, not an original idea, but have you ever seen those um, big poster boards that have all the candy bars on them that say stuff like, you know, here is your payday with a payday candy bar stuck uh, sure, on there. Sure, yep. Uh, you know, uh, if, I, if I had... A hundred grand, I'd yeah. be snickering about giving the, you know, blah, Good, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was my first, first one. Make one of those. Make one of those. Because you could just get a bunch of candy bars and say something. And a piece of poster board? Yeah, just Google, yeah. Google it. You'll see the board and it has all the different candy bars on it. Hell, come up with your own. We just wrote it ourselves. Well, <clears throat> theirs was a little more coherent, so. Well, just hope they got a $100,000 bar on the rack yeah. and you can start there. Yeah. Okay, candy bar poster. Yeah, I'd like to get that. A little yeah. crafting involved, though. Are you right. putting it together in the car? Well, you could. You're zooming I... down the interstate with yeah. a bottle of Elmer's glue and a bunch of candy bars. Yeah. I guess I, I see what you're saying, 
uh, I was figuring that that's it, all right. Okay. Some of mine involve extra effort as well. Okay. So, uh, some of mine are nothing but extra effort, in fact. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> uh, mine uh, first one is to make your own of the month club. Now, I oh. uh, I uh, love National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, and I always think that uh, it's funny that he's so angry that he got Jelly of the Month Club for a Christmas bonus, because I'd love to get Jelly of the Month Club. And uh, one year, a couple of years ago, Merrick did get me a membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. Now, maybe it's too late now, though, for you. Maybe they're sold out of Jelly of the Month Club. Um, you can't get those jellies in time. Well, just make your own. Just, uh, I suggest Chewing Gum of the Month Club. Just pick up a pack of Juicy Fruit. Um, wrap it in an envelope with a piece of paper that says you have joined the chewing gum of the month club. Every month you will get a new delight <laughs> for your masticating pleasure. And then the only hitch is that every month now for the next year, you got to remember to right. go back to the gas station and pick, you know, remember to mix it up. Big red, uh, hubba bubba, uh, bubblicious, but that you, one sounds you, like you a can come up with neck. 12. No, no. Well, you know, you can you got to go to the mailbox every month for a year, but that's your penance for having waited the last minute to you're like pushing the hassle into the next year essentially. That's the basic principle yeah, principle underlying yeah. this make your own of the month club. And it could be, you know, a, a snack cake of the month club. Just get a pack of Twinkies, same thing. Well, what do you Ho-ho's. think about <laughs> I- Oh, ho-hos would be the perfect. Oh, uh, what's more Christmassy than ho-hos? Wait, if you couldn't, if you couldn't get your act together for Christmas, do you really think you're going to be remembering every month? Oh my God, I got to send a, a pack of gum to Ma. That's the beauty of it: is your gift giver is even receiver. I mean, is even less likely to remember than you. They're not going to turn around in January and say, "Where's my chewing gum for January?" No. If you forget, they probably forgot too. All right. So this is a one-year thing because you could never get away with that two years in a row. Oh no, no, no! Um, (laughs) Because their their dentist will be telling them you've got to cut out this gum habit. Yeah. Okay. Well. Hmm, all right. I think that one's too much trouble for the giver. Well, again, just forget. <laughs> You're just trying to make it through Christmas here. <laughs> I'm getting right. you through Christmas. After that, you're on your own. All right, Mom, your turn. That's a, that is a good one, then. All right, mm-hmm. here's another one. Takes a little extra effort, okay? Is you could just buy a newspaper and go home and cut out all the letters and write a message, a really heartfelt message. Um, and here's a message that I picked because I thought it was lovely, okay? Is that if you got a newspaper and, you know, cut out all the letters like a kidnap letter mm-hmm. and said, I love to stroll down memory lane because I get to run into you all over again. Aw. Send ransom of a thousand dollars to And you could you just need a colored pencil to, you know, draw little hearts and but you took the time to write something very sweet and nice and you could get that right at the gas station. 
Yeah, and a pair of scissors and a glue stick. All of yours involve glue. Nothing wrong with glue. The next one doesn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, right. Friendly ransom note. Wow, that's it. That's that. I thought mine were pretty gloomy, Mom, but that one <laughs> takes the cake. <laughs> that one's very sweet. Aff- affectionate ransom note is Mom's suggested <laughs> gift. Wow. Um, you, you could buy a magazine. You could buy a magazine, then then it would be glossy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Really and maybe special. include a photo of uh, swimsuit model Cheryl Teagues in your note. Cheryl Teagues. Your time is she travel. even still alive? Yes, she um, is. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. All right, here's my next one, Mom. Many of you will be going to uh, rural areas. Uh, when I go home for Christmas, of course, I'm going to rural New Hampshire, and maybe you're driving through some backwoods of your own. Well, as you drive along, you may encounter uh, a friendly local hometown wood seller. And if you're like me, you'll slap your forehead and say, what better gift than a cord of wood this Christmas? <laughs> Just throw it in your trunk. Yeah, a it's messy of wood and would it's not fit in your trunk. Well, or you know, whatever, a bundle. Then just a bundle of wood is enough. But a boy, a cord is a, a whole cord is a really nice gift. And you say, well, what if they don't have a fireplace? So what? It's a rustic. Uh, it's a rustic decoration for the front yard or for the family room. A cord of wood. That's my suggestion. Wouldn't you love to get that, Mom? No. Burn that in the fireplace? You have no. a fireplace. No, I no, I don't want that. Oh, man. Yeah, Make no. sure the wood is dry, though. <laughs> uh, I went out to my buddy uh, Rick's cabin one weekend recently, and uh, we there was this uh, wood cellar by the side of the road in town, and we were out of wood for the fireplace, so we asked the guy uh, for some wood, as you do, and uh, he said, well, he's chopping 20 bundles for the Marathon convenience store around the corner, so he can't get to us just yet, but if we come back later. So we came back about an hour later, and he said, no, I'm just loading the wood up now for the Marathon. And we said, well, can we can we buy some? No, he's just taken up with this Marathon order. It was a Marathon trying to get this wood. <laughs> we go back an hour later. Finally, he sells us a bundle of wood, and he's like, oh, what kind do you want? Cherry, oak, or... And um, we said, we just want wood that burns. And he's like, oh, it'll burn. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. It all burns. God damn. We get it home and the wood's not dry enough, so it won't even burn. We had the most miserable weekend of trying to get this wood to Lala would do is steam, you know, because it was too wet. Um, it didn't look wet, but it was still too wet inside. Yeah, so yeah. I will say, make sure that the wood, the cord of wood that you get for your last minute gift is properly dried. Yeah, you may want to drive a pickup truck to Christmas this year if this is your last minute <laughs> gift idea. But all right, finish it up, Mom. What is the last one on your list? Well, I can't believe you didn't say scratchers. I th- I left that for you. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one more, but it's oh, not the oh, scratchers. Oh, that's right. Oh, I'm I did sorry. think of okay. No, I that well, I didn't have scratchers. Okay. Here's my last gift that I thought was very nice. And you can get this at our gas station. Is to pick up a package of bread and cheese and a can of tomato soup and maybe some wine or beer and go home and make sandwiches. And 
pick a movie to snuggle up and watch with your sweetie. Make a grilled cheese wow. sandwich and some tomato soup. Classic. Everybody loves it. Snuggle up under the the on the couch and, and get all cozy and let the other person pick the movie and be a good sport and watch it. You could also have hot dogs and beans, but the after effect might not be <laughs> so great. Oh, grilled cheese and tomato soup makes me feel warm. Now, this is an actually good one, Mom. This is an, you know, mine are all silly. Um, but this, I think this is an actual good one. I'm telling you. And, and, and let me tell you, as a, as a woman, I'm sorry this is, you know, sexist, but to have your fella cook you a meal like that, it's just perfect, I think. Movie night. And you can pick up a copy of K-Packs at the gas station, too, so you'll have something to watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can, go, you can go to the thrift store and get a, a movie for 50 cents. They're, they're just giving them away because nobody uses them anymore. Yeah, I know you love your thrift store. Well, I got the red box, too, you can get it from. In any case... You folks know how to, if you listen to this podcast, you know how to watch a movie already. But um, yeah, grilled cheese and tomato soup. That's that's actually a good one, Mom. I'm glad we had a, a real one. You want to hear my last one? Yeah. My last one is you show up to Christmas with uh, rubber gloves and uh, cleaning fluid in one hand and uh, um, scrubber in the other hand and say, I'm here to clean your bathrooms and just get in there and, and clean our <laughs> bathrooms for them. I would be so excited. I know. I know. It's sad. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and my God. And you'd say, like, oh, I already cleaned them for guests coming over. And, and you know, that's what they'll say. And you'll say, I know, but I'm really going to do a good job. I'm um, getting in that get shower. In there and, yeah. I'm scrubbing that corner that has the black mold that you can never 100% get out. Well, I'm going to 100% get it out for you. Oh, you're now all that, about If anybody wants to give me choice, <laughs> that's all you. Oh, I love that bartender's helper, or whatever helper, it's called. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, bar barkeeper's friend, I think it's called. That's um, what it but is. But it's like it's right next to the comet on the uh, on the shelf, and I think it works magic on a bathroom. Yeah, that's what I'd have in my hand. I know. <laughs> I can. I can see you. When Jenna was here last time, she said. Uh, I said, where's, where's Brooke, her boyfriend? I wanted to ask him something. And she said, he's in the, he's in the uh, bathroom. And I said, oh, okay. Or I think she said he's cleaning the bathroom, I think. And I said, oh, oh, my God. And I started to go in there. And she said, well, don't go in there. Uh, he doesn't have any clothes. <laughs> and he's. What? Well, he was. He was cleaning the shower, but I see. You know, he was really doing a good job, but you can't really have your clothes on to get yeah. it. Yeah, no, I get it. So, yeah, <laughs> so I didn't. This is all the yeah. See what a gift to have that happen behind closed doors. <laughs> huh. 
Well, this one worked out pretty well. I'm surprised this one took as well as it did. But yeah, clean clean your uh, family's bathroom or your host's bathroom is my uh, last suggestion. Well, just I, no questions asked. Say, hey, I'll hug later. We'll do hugs and kisses and greetings later. I need to get to the bathroom right away. One time, <laughs> it was actually Ashton's first birthday, and uh, my mother was still alive, so John and Daddy and I drove her over to Matt's house for Ashton's first birthday, and... This is my, Matt's my brother. Ashton is my nephew. Yeah, go ahead. And, Your grandson. Uh, my my mother had um, a weak sphincter muscle. And she went into Matt's bathroom and really did destroy it. Just destroyed it. Awful. And I didn't know what was going on. And... Jade staggered out at one point, and she said, I can't do anymore. She's your grandmother. You have to finish this. Oh, no. So Matt went in and finished it, and my mother just spent the whole... I couldn't look at Jade for the rest of the party because all I wanted to do was laugh and... Uh, my mother spent the whole next two hours apologizing profusely to anybody that came within a foot of her. Oh, it was just God. such a mess. <laughs> so you would have been very welcome to that yeah, party. Yeah, <laughs> see? I bet with my barkeeper's friend. Oh yeah. boy, they had to sell that house. <laughs> Condemned. Big, big wooden boards across the bathroom door. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we really provided a service to our listeners there with that uh, last-minute gift guide. We And if you used any of our tips, especially the Chewing Gum of the Month Club, oh, uh, I want to hear yeah. about it. Uh, <laughs> Mom, do you, do you have a recommendation this week? I do. Okay, get a hold of yourself and tell <clears throat> us what it is. I've read a lot of celebrity books because oh, sure. they're interesting yeah. to me. Um mm -hmm. And I started reading Matthew Perry's book, which is uh, pretty much of a downer. And then my name came up at the library for Live Wire by Kelly Ripa. And I know you're all rolling your eyes, but I'm telling you, this book is everything you want a celebrity book to be about. This is the gold standard. And I can't believe I'm saying this. But I, I really think this is the gold standard for celebrity books. It's very personal. Now, uh, because we've talked about celebrity books before, I'm going to guess, yes, it contains some personal insight, and it's also chock-a-block with uh, juicy anecdotes, right? Um, no? Some, some anecdotes, but it's, very, it's more about her family and some about the business um 
which she doesn't really hold back about what a what a backbiting mess it can turn into. Whew, yeah, especially those morning shows. Ooh, those people are vicious. Those morning show people. Yeah, well, there is drama, but... Morning shows and late night shows have some of the most petty and vicious politics in, uh, in TV. I guess because there's such choice jobs and there's so few of them. Now, now Trevor Noah is on his way out, right? He says, yeah, he hasn't said exactly when he's done, but he says oh. he's going to be wrapping it up soon, yeah. Do you think someone's going to jump in there? I don't know. I mean, that, I mean, as you know, I worked at The Daily Show yeah. um, and then never really watched it again after I worked there. Yeah. Not because of any resentment toward the show, certainly not. Um, quite the opposite, but just because, like, I knew how everything was made, and it just was not as much fun when you when know you how know. the sausage yeah. is is made. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just never really watched it that much, and I just feel like the show is not as relevant. Um, you know, the clips that I do show, I don't think are as funny. I think that all of late night has become a little more preachy than funny, um, and sort of. Uh, patting yourself on the back type type comedy, which we did a little bit of at The Daily Show even when I was there, but it has really consumed, I think, uh, political comedy. So I don't know what they'll do with that show. If it's worth the effort to put someone else in there, I don't know. I think we all want some entertainment. We want some, just give us some relief from the news and the world. And and uh, boy, what a, what, a, what a crappy way to end your day with more things to think about <clears throat> <laughs> i yeah like i every every day is suffused with politics now it's such an obnoxious and constant part of our culture um it's not really the playground that it seemed like the comedy playground that it seemed like in 2005-06 you know when i was uh, working there uh, yeah it's it's not what i want at the end of the day Right. Because it's too much like the rest of the day. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. In any case, uh, we've wandered a little bit, but the recommendation is Live Wire by Kelly Ripa, right? Yes, and don't don't confuse it with Live Wire by Harlan Coben, <laughs> which the library tried <laughs> to give me twice. Okay. Okay. Um, have you read that book? No, but I guess I should no. now. Maybe that's next week. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, that'll do it for this edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back soon to talk about more. Uh, although, what should we talk about next time, Mom? You got any ideas? Oh, I think we should talk about something interesting. Something interesting. That'll be our last-minute gift for you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends that we're back with a new season. And we love to get email. The address is popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. Talk to us about your last-minute gift ideas. We'd love to share some on the next show. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs>